we go. Episode 14. Episode 14. I am just over the moon. I can't. That's how I'm feeling. Hey. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop showing my appreciation. I can't stop showing my love. I can't stop. Won't stop. <laughs> You didn't have to be here, but you are, and you're appreciated. That means you too. <laughs> hey, he's up here spilling the tea. Shut up, nigga. Niggas <laughs> have a good time and they'll be ready to tell everything. Jesus, shut up. <laughs> I, who doesn't love after seven, though? Like if you just if you don't love after seven you're just wrong. That's how I feel. Like for real. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yo gives me good time. This is my mama and them shit. <laughs> they was partying tough when this shit came out. Laying in the cut like one day. I'm gonna go out one day. <laughs> Yo, what's good? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Anything About Everything podcast. I am your host, Miss Jet. Uh, thank you once again for being here. You have no idea how much you are loved and appreciated. Uh, huh, what more can I say? Okay, what more can I say? Hey. So anyways, hey, listen, welcome to the Anything About Everything podcast. I am your host, Miss Jet. Uh, my cat is here. She's disrespectful. Diva, Diva, please get down, sis. Anyways, um, <laughs> moving on, I just want to say shout out to the listeners in the various markets. Shout out to the first time listeners. Shout out to the day one listeners. Uh, the motherfuckers that was listening to me when I had uh, A, nothing to say. And B, uh, was playing music from my cell phone. Listen, y'all were here and you chewed on it and I appreciate it. So listen, we're still growing this thing. We're still, we're still developing as content creators and as uh, brand strategists and as podcasters. So, you know, your continuous support is much appreciated. I cannot stress that enough. So Shout out to y'all. Shout out to the listeners in ATL and ATL. Listen, I love y'all. Shout out to the listeners in Florida and Texas and New York and Brazil. We got listeners in Brazil? Like, that's crazy. It's mad crazy. I appreciate all y'all, though. Um, when I saw Brazil on there, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is really nuts. Um, the last episode was mid as fuck, <laughs> which is why I didn't promote it. <laughs> so... <laughs> This episode will be better, okay? So, anyways, make sure you follow us on uh, Instagram at Anything About Everything Pod on IG. Also, if you have any questions, any relationship questions that you would like answered, be sure to write us at Anything About Everything Pod at gmail.com. You can write us and, and ask, us, ask us questions about uh, sex, love, money, life, anything, okay? Anything, makeup. Listen, anything that's on your little heart, we will try to answer it to the best of our abilities. We love your, your questions and we appreciate them. Though this is not a sex podcast, 
we do tend to get a lot of sex questions and that's fine too. They're appreciated as well. Okay. So with that being said, moving on to the drink of the pot, the drink of the pot this week, we are sipping on some red blend. Okay. Uh, we, we took it back, uh, to the old times. Listen, this is, uh, uh, a red blend by the name of Behringer Brothers. It's a bourbon barrel aged blend. Listen, I I don't know how y'all how creative y'all can get with these damn wines, but it's a lot. It's really a lot. I need the wine that Jesus made. Okay, when the, the I need the wine that when he turned water into wine, that's the wine I need. Y'all be giving this uh, a bourbon barrel aged like 35% alcohol. It's like, hold on, wait a minute. This ain't supposed to taste like tequila. Like, and don't get me wrong, this, this wine does not taste like tequila. It's just, it, but it is 14.5% alcohol. Listen, give me a 12, okay? Like, <laughs> I don't, I need to be able to function, okay? Like, remember when Cat Williams made that joke when he told all the weed men he needed regular weed? That's how I feel about wine. I need regular wine. I need the wine that Jesus served down to the mountainside. That's the, the wine I need, okay? It's probably, it was probably 3%. Okay, probably had mad water in it. Okay, that's the wine I need. I don't need. I don't need the extra. Don't tell me it's got whiskey in it too. Like, oh, it's a, it's a, it's you know, it's a, uh, what's it called? It's a hybrid. Like, no, don't give me no hybrid. Give me the regular wine. Okay, uh, that's all I really need. Just a sip, a sip, sip. I don't need to be drunk off two sips. Thank you. Okay, please and thank you, management. Okay, so with that being said, we're gonna go. We'll we'll be right back with the songs of the pod. Y'all pray for us, okay? All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the songs of the pod. I hope you're as excited as I am, cause I got some some old shit. <laughs> it's basically what I'm giving for the songs of the pod. I'm giving old shit. All right, but it's old great shit. It's old. It's old hotness. It's, it's all music that should have been, uh, you know, revered as, as the, as the shit that, it, as the, the hotness that it was. So we're going to start this off with a little bit of Childish Gambino. Listen, I stumbled upon this track and I really do appreciate it. It's called Bonfire. It's for the nerds. And you know what? Not mad at it. It's for us nerds. Come on now. Okay, it's childish Gambino, hey. dropping like the NASDAQ. Hey. Move white girls, yeah. this coat up my ass. Yeah. Move black girls, cause men fuck it, I'll do either. I love Yikes. 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 Yeah, some questionable parts here, but they were so 
Michael Hensy. You're my favorite rapper now, yeah, dude. I better be. Like the centipede. You want to see my girl? I'm that guy. You want to see my girl? I. Listen. That song is phenomenal to run to. I don't give a fuck what he talking about. That song is absolutely phenomenal to run to. He did his thing on that track. That nigga snapped, okay? So that was Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, okay? A.k.a. Uh, well, what's the nickname that he played in uh, in Solo? I can't even think of it. I can't even think of it right now. Not Obi-Wan. God, oh my God. My nerd brain is just, it's failing me right now. It'll come back to me when I'm not thinking about it, cause I, right now I'm still I'm seeing Billy D. Williams, and I know somebody's gonna DM me like, "Bitch, you stupid bitch, is this like whatever?" But I mean, like, yeah, no. Um, it'll come back to me later on in the in the episode. I'm just gonna be like, "Oh my god, it was this." So, anywho, moving on to another childish, another childish, childish major. I I had him on the last uh podcast and to be honest with you i don't think i paid this lp or ep whatever it is enough respect when it came out because this shit was no skips like i mean it really was this wusa uh lp by by childish major this shit was no skips it's it's, it's it, it gives very much um bryson tiller vibes Al- august alcina vibes it's that it's that bag but I love it. I love that bag. So give give me more of it. So I'm just waiting for a reason to bust. I got the itch like spiders creeping up my back like Beanie Seagull. I can feel it. Yeah. Please don't come up over here with that that bullshit. That they positive. He sounds like a better version of the same. That last uh, childish. There's a lot of music that I missed back in the early uh, 2000s. Probably because I was out on in uh, on the West Coast, and it's like, yo, the West Coast is like allergic to in, indie artists. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what the fuck be going on with the West Coast, but they be like, yo, you independent? We are not fucking with you at all. You got to be established to get out to Hollywood. So, um, eh, you know, uh, now now that I'm on the East Coast and in the South. I'm discovering more artists and discovering, you know, new music. And it's, it's really a beautiful thing. Cause I really love that feeling when I discover something new, there's nothing like that feeling. It's like a full body orgasm. Like give it to me. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, I mean, just give it to me. It just vibrates all over. Seriously. That's how I feel when I, when I discover new music, it's the best feeling ever. It just shivers all over my body. But anyways, so this some old, new old shit. They ain't even new. It's just old. It's old to me. It might be new to some of y'all, but it's old to me. So this is Thundercat. This is my shit though. Them changes. Listen, them changes. 
Um, I don't know. Some of y'all will know this. Some of my friends will know this. My my boy that put me on to Thundercat will know this. Um, interesting group. This is a very hipster group. Okay, this is one of those bands where they'd be like, "Oh, you don't know about Thundercat? Oh my god!" <laughs> I mean, one of those. It's kind of like the, they're kind of like the internet where they have like a a cult following. This song right here, though, my mom gets pissed every time I play this song. Hold on, I'm 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 gonna run it back one more time. That riff right there. Come on now. That's the old to the Ozzy Brothers if I have ever heard it. Straight out the book. They they got the sheet music and everything. They were like, where that's at? Okay. Here's where the drums go. <laughs> hmm. Very interesting group. Never heard them miss them. Thundercat with them changes off the LP drunk. <laughs> they were probably drunk when they made that a little bit, but it's cool. We don't judge here. We don't judge. So the possible, and it's not really a possible because it's established, okay? This is a classic, but I just wanted to play the reference track uh, for that opening riff from that song because... Listen, you got to pay homage. You got to pay homage to the groups that did it before you. You have to. That right there. And this is a better song. I'm sorry it is. And I and I love Thundercat. I love them changes, but this song it's just a better and I, you know what? Music is subjective, so I ain't going to do that, but for me it's footsteps in the dark all day. Say what you want. Diva, get down, please. Come on now. Yes. Better song from the 70s, nigga. <laughs> I 
I've been said y'all new niggas gotta step it up. Y'all don't have the musicianship that the old niggas had. Not willing to put in the work, okay? Anyways, let me stop trashing my generation. <laughs> let me stop trashing my generation because I sound like my mama right now because she... Every time a song would come out when I was younger, she'd be like, y'all generation ain't shit. Y'all don't know how to make nothing new. Y'all just be stealing from my generation, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, she might have had a point. Listen, <laughs> so <laughs> it's all good, though. It's because y'all had some good-ass music. What you want me to do, okay? We only steal shit when it's good. <laughs> I'm not going to steal no mid. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about the mid. So... Anyways, we're going to move on to the Papa Bob segment, all right? Listen, if you're enjoying any part of this podcast, make sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast content. So whether it's the music selection, the Pop and Bob segment, or the value-added conversation, if you're enjoying any part of this, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and share this podcast with your friends, with your family, and also be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you enjoy your podcast content. And now let's get back to the show. All right, Pop and Bob segment. Listen, this is, oh, it's a mess. All right, well, I'm not going to get too much into it because we're already 18 minutes in. So I'm just going to, just a few things. I'm just going to touch on a few things. Just, you know, I'm just dip my toe in. Uh, so Quavo and Saweetie, I think that's how you say that girl name. I feel I'm such an auntie. Quavo and Saweetie call it quits. Oh Lord, what are we going to do with ourselves? Like, <laughs> um, as the old broad in the room, I predict they'll be back together. It's not, to me, this is not over. And I know she said, take care. And I know in old broad terms, take care of means nigga, I'm done. But to me, this doesn't seem done. I'm sorry. The reason why I say this doesn't seem done is because they're still doing petty moves towards each other. When you got to be petty with a motherfucker, that means you still got feelings. Like if I don't have any feelings for you, that means I'm paying you dust. That means keep everything I ever bought you. I don't give a fuck about it. That means, hey, that car in the driveway, that's yours. I don't care. Like, I'll get another one. It's a material thing. When you're done with somebody, you're not trying to, you know, they're not even in your your mental uh, stratosphere whatsoever. You're just like, I'm just, they, and especially if you don't have no kids, you don't, you're not married, you don't have no real ties to a motherfucker. Listen. I've been that person that have, has given the extravagant gifts. When I was done with the mother, listen, have have fun, enjoy your movado, okay? Like <laughs> enjoy, enjoy whatever trip, enjoy whatever you know, whatever we had together. But it's done now. It is what it is. When you're done with somebody, you're done with them. I, I feel like this. I feel like in three months we're gonna see them back together. This is. To me, this is the beginning of uh, spring. This is this is um, spring doom and gloom for relationships. When when the when the short shorts start coming out and the sun dresses, it's like niggas lose their minds. Okay, they just do. And I I'm not saying that's what happened here, but 
there's something about spring. I don't know if it's the allergies. It's just like, I don't know. I really don't know. But it, it really wreaks havoc on relationships. And I kind of feel like that's what's happening here. There have been a few breakups that we've seen be announced. A few breakups, a few divorce announcements. You know, it's that time of year. It really is. So I feel like they're going to get back together. I don't know. I don't know. They're being petty towards each other. And it is what it is. Y'all have fun. And this is young people shit. This is a 20 year old shit. When you're in your thirties, you're like, nigga, be best. Okay. Like go on somewhere and have fun. I don't even give a fuck if you cheated. I don't care. Like if once I'm done, I'm done. You might've cheated 12 times. I don't care. Like whatever. But it might've been something else that, that, you know, that set me off. Like this nigga leave the toilet seat up 30 times. Like on that 31st time, you know what? I don't need this shit. Like, I'm sorry. Do you see how this nigga choose? Like, I don't know. I don't need it. So, you know, when you're in it, I feel like when you're in it, this is 20 year old shit. 30 year olds, y'all need to just look the fuck away because this is young people shit. They're going to go through it. This is what, this is what you do when you're in your twenties. Okay. You're going to break up. You're going to have a devastating breakup and you're going to go through it and it's going to be fine. Okay. She's, and Saweetie, she's a beautiful girl. I'm sure her DMs are filthy right now. Just, oh my God, disgusting. I'm sure dick pics just running amok. I'm sure the voice notes are running amok. I'm sure like, <sighs> listen, I know as fine as Saweetie is, I know she ain't going to be single for long and she don't want to be single for long. So, you know, prayers to everybody involved, just like Kanye and Kim. Prayers to everybody involved, okay? This is because it's not going to be cute. At least they don't have kids, okay? The most he's going to sue her for is them burkinis, okay? So anyways, moving on to uh, a little, I don't want to say it's a more serious topic, but um, earlier this week, I want to say it was Thursday, Horrible Decisions, one, another podcast. Actually, one of the inspirations behind this podcast, the inception of this podcast, they went on The Breakfast Club, the hosts, Wheezy and Mandy B, aka Full Court Pumps. They went on The Breakfast Club this week and they did an interview, which is, I mean, like for a podcast that's been around for four years, that they built their shit um, organically, they toured the country, they've gone on, um, excursions and, you know, taking trips and hosted events and everything being indie and for them to be able to ascend to the heights that they have ascended to, it's really a beautiful story. It really is. And inspirational, especially because their content is, uh, very taboo. It's, not for, it's not for you church folks, not for you, you know, Bible thumping folks. It's, it's, it's for the, it's for the folks that are open-minded and want to know how, you know, how other people live their lives and, you know, gain a different perspective regarding sex and relationships. So for them to be able to make it to the breakfast club, I, I really do appreciate it. So, um, I do have some thoughts though. With that being said, Charlemagne, I don't know why Charlemagne was acting so fucking brand new. He knows both of these girls. He's been to their shows. And, and this is, this is coming from somebody who is a, an avid listener of both horrible decisions and brilliant idiots and the breakfast club. 
So, I, it's not that I know Charlamagne the God. I just know their content. They've been on each other's shows. They've been to each other's shows. Though this is the first time Horrible Decisions has been on The Breakfast Club, this isn't the first time that they've been in a community together. Wheezy, Mandy B, all of them, like this is New York all day. This is New York content creators. This is Fifth Avenue. Okay, this is the Viacom building. If you know anything about the Viacom building, you know that the motherfuckers run together. So he was acting kind of brand new uh, regarding some of the topics that came up. And I'm like, how? They've been on your show. Like Mandy, a.k.a. Peg the Stallion, has been on Brilliant Idiots several times. You went to go see them live several times. So how is it that when they bring up topics like cuckolding or or what's the other one that he looked crazy at? <laughs> there were so many. The foot fetish thing. There was a couple things. There was a couple things where he was like looking into the camera, like trying to be funny. And it's like. Come on, bro. Like, you know what's up. Stop it. Like, you know. Don't don't try to make funny faces just because you're now on a vanilla or not even a mainstream platform. Like, the, if these are your people, act like these are your people. That Those are honestly my thoughts um, regarding Charlemagne the God. Um, there were some other, you know, questionable things. So when I was watching the interview, I was like, yo... Sometimes you just got to know how to read the room. And I get it. They were trying to come at, you know, the audience from like an educational space. But I also feel like the audience was not ready to hear everything that they were offering. Right. So the, the audience was not ready for the diaper conversation. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. They weren't, they weren't ready for that. The, and, and part of being a, an educator, like I was an instructor, uh, in while during my time in the Marine Corps, you got to know how to teach to the student body. You have to know how to teach to the people that you're talking to. Right. So you're not going to go in teaching like fucking fifth year calculus to people who can't even get, you know, long geometry or, or long division, excuse me, long division or geometry. You can't even, you, if they can't grasp, uh, simple algebraic expressions, then you're not going to go in there trying to t teach standard deviations. You got to get the, the basics. You got to get the basics down. And I felt like they were trying to like give, you know, this full course meal of BDSM, kink, sex positive, um, you know, me, uh, food, you know, for every, for the audience to chew on and some people were ready for it and some people weren't. And so I feel like, you know, it's important to understand the space that you're in. I feel free to talk about the shit that I talk about on this space because this is my fucking platform. This is my show. So if I want to talk about fisting, bitch, I'm going to talk about fisting. But if I go on to a show like, uh, you know, the breakfast club, or any other mainstream show, I might dial it back a bit simply because I understand that they might, the audience that is viewing us might not be ready for that. So, you know, that, that would probably be my only critique of the interview. Those, those two, uh, critiques would probably be my only critiques of the interview. I enjoyed the interview. I watched the whole thing. I think they did an amazing job. I love both of them. I think they do a lot for women, especially women embracing their own power and their own sexuality, because 
the world will tell you if you embrace the fact that you can have sex with multiple partners and, you know, eventually end up in a marriage or relationship, you're, you're a fucking whore, you're a slut, you're whatever. And they're saying, hey, listen, we might be whores. That's fine. <laughs> you know, like, okay, what, what, what's, the, what's the big deal? Or, or we might not be whores, maybe. Like, and who's to say who's the fucking whore? What is the negative connotation with whore? Like, because let's be clear, after a certain age, who the fuck is trying to train a virgin again? Like, it was bad enough the first time. Like, come on now. Like, we're not trying to do that. Like, not anyone who knows what the fuck they're doing. I feel like if you if you don't know how to have sex, then you might be trying to get with a virgin. But if you're someone who's experienced, who knows what they like, you don't want to go through all that. It's too much work. It's too much work. Um, you, you, you'd probably be like, you know what, sis? Be best. Find your partner and, and do what you do. But, you know, for the rest of us that are out here trying to get it popping, we need somebody to get it popping with. Okay, so that, those are my thoughts on that. So, anyways, we're go that's all I have for the Pop and Bob segment. I'm not going into some of this other shit. I know that um, the Versus is happening. Uh, I'm, I am, of, of course, going to watch it. Uh, this is, uh, Joe tripped falling up the stairs. Poor Joe. Joe been having a hard time. Oh, Lord. I, mean, I, I just, I'm just thankful that I don't have to hear about his Twitter feed. That's all I'm thankful for, um, to be honest with you. But anyways, like I said, we're going to get out of this Pop and Bob segment. We're going to move on to the value-added conversation. Okay, we're back with the value-added conversation. So, um, just a few things I wanted to touch on um, that were kind of prompted by some of the responses that I was uh, viewing in or looking at or, you know, took in from the interview with the Horrible Decisions podcast, the women from the Horrible Decisions podcast on The Breakfast Club. I saw a lot of people in the comments, right, that they're talking about normal, right? Like, this isn't normal or, you know, I mean, like, as far as women talking about sex and sexuality and, you know, different things that might be, quote unquote, outside of the norm, right? So that kind of prompted me to think about, I mean, what is normal? Like, what what is normal? To me, normal is boring as fuck, but... You know, to some people, normal is, is whatever. It's like, you know, it's the goal, right? Um, so what is what is normal? Normal, according to Webster's, all right, is uh, conforming to a standard. It's the usual. It's the typical. It's what's expected. Okay, so it's kind of, it's like a baseline, right? <laughs> that's, that's the way I see it, is it's kind of a baseline. I also think that normal is subjective, right? Because... For some people, what, what is normal might seem extreme, right? So what I mean by that is this. I know people who wake up every day and they run 10 miles. That's their normal. And if and I'll go a step even further, and this is, this is how you know statistics is bullshit, okay? Because statistics, it, it all depends on the, um, the sample that you are, or the, the um, amount of people that you're, or the amount that you're sampling or whatever, right? So if you sample all runners, 
their normal is going to be the standard, right? But it might not be the standard for me or it might not be the standard for somebody else. That's why I say statistics is bullshit. Okay. Cause it really all depends upon who, you, who you're talking to. So, <laughs> or what you're, um, you know, what you're actually, uh, attempting to observe. But anyways, going back to the normal conversation, right? So I know people that get up and run 10 miles every day. That's their normal, right? To somebody else, that's extreme. <laughs> okay. But to, but to the person that runs 10 every day, they're like, listen, this is what we do. What are you talking about? We get up, we get our coffee, we walk our dog and we go for it. We go for an easy 10 <laughs> as fucking uh, Prefontaine would have said, God rest, you know, his soul. But seriously, great American runner. One of the, one of the dopest American runners um, ever. But anyways, um, long distance, long distance runner. But that's their normal, right? To some people, as it pertains to sex, their normal is pushing boundaries, okay? Their normal is operating within the confines of a power dynamic. That's their normal. And anything else kind of doesn't make sense to them because the rules aren't laid out. You know what I'm saying? Like, so with that being said, who the fuck are you to say what's normal and what's not? That's what I'm, that's the point of this whole conversation, right? This, this whole value-added conversation is about basically fuck normal and fuck perception. Okay. Two words that I just really, I, I just have a real disdain for because to me, normal just means you're kind of stagnant. You're not, there's no growth there. It, that's the way I see it. Perception. Um, I hate when, when I was in the Marine Corps, we had a, we had a phrase that we were always say perception is reality. And to me, that just puts people in such a cage. And I hate that fucking saying because it's so untrue. It's so untrue. Um, perception is not reality. Perception is your, re your perception is your reality. It has nothing to do with me. <laughs> Let's be clear. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, as, as being a female Marine, you're often around a lot of men. Because why? There's nobody else fucking there. Okay? <laughs> like, you're... you're, you're in a space that is heavily male dominated. When I went in the Marine Corps, it was 3% women. Guess what? That means you're around a lot of dudes. In normal, in everyday society, if a woman is around a lot of men, she's perceived to be a whore. Whatever the fuck that is. Okay, whatever. She might not have had a never touched one of them niggas with a 10 foot pole. But because she has a lot of dudes in her phone, a lot of male, uh, you know, a lot of people in her phone or whatever, she's perceived as a whore. I saw, and it happens every day on, on military installations. You see one, one female Marine, one female sailor, one female soldier, and, you know, she might be walking down the street with two guys. Oh my God, she's such a whore. And it's like, what? First of all, grow up. <laughs> like... Second of all, like, who, why would you even think that? What about her says whore? She's got on, she's, she has on a uniform and she's walking down the street with two, with two, uh, you know, male Marines or male soldiers or whatever. But your perception of her is she's a whore. Your perception is bullshit. And this is why I, I hate those two words because they're, it's so crippling. And I know people who operate simply based upon what other people might think and it sucks 
Because it can, I mean, because let's be clear. Half of the time, the, the, the rumors, not true. <laughs> like half of the time, the girl that you think is the fucking biggest whore, she's got a, she's got a, she's got Loctite on her fucking legs. She ain't opening up for nobody. So let's, <laughs> I'm just saying. Some, sometimes a friendly girl is, she's friendly because she's like, I don't want to fuck with none of y'all. <laughs> like all of y'all are friend zoned. <laughs> like all y'all. So I just wish that people, A, would let people live um, the way that they want to. As long as, like I said before, you ain't fucking no kids. You ain't fucking no animals. You ain't fucking no old people who can't give consent. And you ain't fucking no people who haven't given consent. As long as you're not fucking up those four, it it should matter not to you what somebody else is doing in the bedroom. It really shouldn't. It's, it has nothing your, none of your business. When they nut, do you feel it? No. So shut up. <laughs> okay. That's how I feel. So anyways, um, those are the, just the two things I wanted to touch on. Um, and I guess my closing statement would be to not live your life based upon what, what someone else deems as normal or um, what their perception of you might be. Uh, <laughs> there's a great quote that... Um, I think it was Christopher Walken. Um, Christopher Walken said, if you knew how quickly people forget the dead, then you will stop living to impress people. And it's so true. If you, I mean, like, (laughs) we don't, most of us, I mean, people die. We experienced a lot of death this year, um, the last two years, actually. And, you know, People move on with their lives. They might say the name of that person maybe three times, right? In a year, maybe. Um, Not saying that they forgot them or anything like that. It's just, you know, people, you got to, they're gone. You got to pick up and you got to move on. And so with that being said, why live to impress somebody else? Why live according to somebody else's standards? Fuck that. So, (laughs) fuck normal. In the words of the immortal Morticia Adams, normal is an illusion because what's normal to the spider is chaos to the fly. With that being said, don't go anywhere because we're going to come right back with the You've Got Mail segment. Remember to, remember to submit your questions to anythingabouteverythingpod at gmail.com. That's anythingabouteverything, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, if feel free to submit your questions to our Instagram page, Anything About Everything Pod on IG. And now let's get back to the show. Moving right along, moving right along to the You've Got Mail segment. We've got two letters this week and I'm going to try to keep it as brief as possible because we are at 40 minutes. Good God. Okay. It says, hey there, Anything About Everything. I hope all is well. I listen to both your podcast and Horrible Decisions every week, along with a few other sex positive educational podcasts. Thank you, sweets. I saw the interview that they did with the Breakfast Club. My question is twofold. Do you think they should have divulged so much about the BDSM, queer, and kink community? I also ask, I only ask because I know in the past everything, especially in the BDSM and LGBTQ communities, was very hush-hush. It was protected and for good reason. So I'm wondering, do you think this is the right time for this type of interview? What did you think about the interview overall? Just curious. Thanks again. Love the show. Keep up the great work. Um, I'm going to give you a pseudonym. Sun suit. All right. 
I'm rereading the art of war. Anyways, so Sun Tzu. Um, let me see. Do I think that they divulge too much about the BDSM, queer, and kink community? Um, you know, I don't think that they necessarily divulge too much. I just think that the room, like I said, it wasn't ready. Like, we're in a we're in a time right now where if you want to engage in certain acts with certain people, you can find your tribe. Like, it's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. A, a, a quick Google, and you'll be able to find your tribe. Um, it the king community, especially the the BDSM community, is not as hush hush as it used to be. Um, you might know, and you know, I don't, I don't know if you do know, but back in the day, it was like, you had to have a secret password. You had to be vetted. Motherfuckers had to see your test results. Like it was not, um, it was not an open access like it is now. Now motherfuckers are just, you know, Hey, (laughs) have a meetup or whatever, or anybody can go to a munch or whatever. Like anybody can go to a party, uh, a kink party or whatever. When back in the day, it was like, you had to be vetted by two or three people to even, you know, think about engaging in some, uh, or getting into a type of like power dynamic or, or anything like that. The same thing with, um, the LGBTQ community, especially because back in the day, motherfuckers was getting killed. Like motherfuckers was getting outed. It was, it was a dangerous time back then for people to live the way they wanted to live you know, and love who they want to love and, and, you know, do what they wanted to do. So, but it, and I'm not saying that it's not as dangerous. I don't think it's as dangerous as it was back then. So do I think that they divulge too much? I don't think they divulge too much. I think it is a good time to, you know, start having some of those hard conversations about what relationships look like, about what sex looks like, um, about what is deemed normal, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think it's time to have those conversations because there's a lot of shame that's placed on sex when in reality, a lot, a lot of us are engaging in these acts, right? Um, whether or not we put a label on it or not, there, you know, could some of these acts could be deemed kinky, right? Like choking, like... <laughs> I don't, I can't scroll through Instagram without seeing a, a, a meme about choke and, and stroke. Well, guess where that shit came from? <laughs> like, so, you know what I'm saying? Guess who perfected it, bitches? Like the BDSM community. All right. They'll give you the scientific reason as to why, you know, someone feels a rush uh, or a heightened orgasm whenever they're choked and stroked or whatever you want to say. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's time to have those conversations. Um, what did I think about the interview overall? I love the interview. I just wish Charlemagne the God wouldn't have acted so fucking brand new. It's like, dude, you've been to the live show. Stop it. Like you, you've had Mandy and Wheezy on your podcast. Like y'all niggas run in the same circles, like not the exact same circles, but the same circles. Come on. Stop, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Like stop acting brand new. Like, and Mandy and Wheezy are very open about who they are, what they like, how they are sexually. They've never hidden that. So what is the, what's the funny faces for, bro? Like, I just, that's the part I didn't like. You know, it's like, don't act funny because we're in another space. You know, act, come on now, come correct. 
Thanks again for writing in. Please do write in with another question. I love questions like these. <laughs> well, I love questions, period. So um, thank you again, Sun Tzu, for writing in. And now we'll move on to our second question. It says, hi, anything about everything? Love the show. You're really doing your thing, sis. Thank you, boo. Um, my question, which was prompted by some posts and comments that I saw online and also by some real life experiences. Sigh. Okay, here goes. My question is, if a man asks for a finger in his ass, does that make him gay? What is that about? My man and I have been together for five years. He's a great husband and father. Um, about three years ago uh, into our marriage, oh, sweet. About three years into our marriage, we began exploring ourselves sexually. We just wanted to spice things up. So we engaged in a bit of tuchus lingus. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, not gonna lie, the first time it was a little awkward, but after he relaxed, he really enjoyed it. And so we have added that regularly into our sex life. But now I'm feeling self-conscious because of all the opinions that I'm seeing online. Does a man enjoying a finger or a tongue in his bum make him gay? Please help. Thanks. She gave her own pseudonym, Desperately Seeking Susan. All right, Desperately Seeking Susan. No, 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 it does not make him gay. You know what makes a dude gay? If he likes other dudes, <laughs> like that's, that's what makes him gay. Um, you know, I really I hate you niggas sometimes, <laughs> I swear. People put labels on everything and it's like, y'all, they, they did nothing to deserve this label. By this, um, you know, by this standard, right? Someone wanting something in their ass. That would that would almost make every, mean that every gay dude wants something in their ass. And guess what? Not every gay dude wants something in their ass. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. Yes, gay dudes fuck other dudes' butts, but I mean, it, that's it. But not they don't want there. There there are a lot of dudes that, that they have no desire to take anything in their butt. So come on, like this is. By by your own standard, this doesn't even make sense, right? And that's for some of the people that are out there that keep saying like, oh, if a man wants this, he's gay. No, he's gay if he's gay. Like, it's, if he's homosexual, then he's gay, period, okay? Um, I, I, I just, I don't understand it. So I've seen some of those comments too, and I... I, I think people just really need to take a, a step back and, and, and look at themselves as far as like what their perception of gay and straight is, because let's be clear, there are some masculine presenting men out there who are gay as fuck. And then there are some, you know, effeminate men who want nothing to do with another man sexually. What like it's all about the person. You know what I mean? You've been with your you've been with your husband and the father of your children for five years, right? And if I mean, if he's not giving you any other reason to pause, you know, and and question, you know, whether or not he's looking at men sexually, then yeah, no, I don't think he, he enjoys that sensation of you know 
something being um, a finger or a tongue in his butt or whatever, that, that is a sensation. And by the way, I mean, the, the nerve endings were put there for a reason. Okay. Like I'm just saying, like, there are a lot of people that experience orgasm through anal penetration. It is a thing. Like, in fact, it can be one of the stronger orgasms, um, you know, that a person experiences. I actually recently read a, um, a t I don't want to say a tweet, but it was like a post on Instagram. And I think I'll share it with y'all. It says it's it was basically about the type of orgasms and they called it the a spot orgasm. Um, the a spot is thought of as the second G spot, which is actually located deep within uh, the vaginal cavity. Right. Um, let me see here. Eh, that's not the one I was talking about. That's not the one I was talking about. Ah, this is the one I was talking about. The anal orgasm, right? The anal orgasm can be an intense experience. Many people have found that they have stronger orgasms with anal sex play due to the uh, multitude of sensitive nerves located in the anal region. Listen, there are nerves there for a reason, <laughs> okay? Um, so let's not make it seem like... Um, you know, we're just out here being weird or just, you know, whatever. People want to get penetrated back there because it feels good after you relax and allow yourself to experience what is happening to you. Okay. So with that being said, desperately seeking Susan. No, I don't think your man is gay. Okay. He's gay. If he likes dudes. Does he like dudes? If he, if the answer to that question is no, then he, he's not gay. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I don't even think he's bi because that would, again, you know, signify that he would want to, you know, do things sexually with other men. Now, if a man wants to do something sexually with his wife, how the fuck is he gay? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. Like it just doesn't. So, you know. Pay no attention to uh, motherfuckers online because half of the time they're doing the same thing. They just want to, you know, pretend and perpetrate like they're not. And or they're so caged within their own mind, they will never experience life in a full way in the first place. Fuck them hoes. Get money. <laughs> so with that being said, we're going to move on to the Wine About It segment. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Wine About It segment. We are here. I don't have nothing to whine about right now. I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I ain't even going to hold you. I'm so damn blessed. It don't even make no sense. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, life is good. I'm, I'm eternally grateful. I'm grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for my coworkers. I'm grateful. I'm definitely grateful for my husband. Um, even though he and I bump heads because I'm stubborn. Um, love you, honey. <laughs> Uh, I still, you know, I'm eternally grateful. Um, I'm grateful for my mom. I'm grateful for this show. I'm thankful that I'm out of those two fucking classes that were, that literally caused me to pull out gobs of hair, um, <laughs> over, you know, financial statements and, uh, time value of money formulas. So along with statistics and calculus and, and all these other math disciplines that I don't want to deal with ever again. I know I'm going to have to, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> so with that being said, listen, I'm also thankful that I don't make assumptions about things. So like the other day, I'll just give you a quick story. Not even say the other day, yesterday, 
FedEx guy comes up to the comes up to the door, knocks on the door, and you know, usually they just drive, you know, knock on the door, drive off, right? So I'm like, fuck you standing there for? You know, so I open the door, I'm like, yes. It's like and, and poor little white guy. I, and I understand now why he had this look on his face because he was like, fuck, I don't want to end up on Instagram. <laughs> so he looks at me. He's like, can I see an ID, please? And I'm like, ID? Like, and mind you, I didn't know what the fuck was in the box. So I'm getting tight, right? Simply because I'm like, I know this is not happening right now. I'm in my own fucking house trying to get a workout in. And this motherfucker got the nerve to ask me for some ID. Like, I'm... In my head, I'm going off, right? But I didn't. I didn't snap. I just went, got my ID. Da 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 da. He's like, "Thank you." And he runs off, right? So I sit down. I'm like, "What the fuck was that about?" Like I'm about to go off. So I asked my husband. I'm like, "Yo, did you put some stipulations or some shit on on the FedEx on on the delivery?" He's like, "No. What do you What do you mean? What are you talking about?" I was like, "This motherfucker just asked me for ID." He's like, "Nah." <laughs> He's like. There's alcohol in there, so they had to ask for ID to make sure you're over 21. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's important to not make assumptions. That, that was the, the whole point of that story goes all the way back to the episode that we did with the four agreements. Don't make assumptions because some, it, sometimes it's not racism. Sometimes it's company policy, okay? So... But I was sure ready to get on the phone. Like I was ready to, I was formulating an Instagram post as we speak. I was like, no, the fuck this motherfucker did not just ask me for my ID in my motherfucking house. Literally, I'm going in my head. Chaos is happening. But then I was like, okay, calm down. Before you snap, let's ask some questions. Let's dig a little deeper into this thing. So I'm also grateful that I did not go off and make myself look stupid. <laughs> so simply because a, a young man was trying to follow company policy. So um, with that being said, we're just, we're going to go ahead and we're going to close out the show. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. We'll be right back with our little closing song and closing statements. <laughs> hey, we made it. We made it to the end, bitch. Hey. <laughs> Literally a week cannot go by without me playing some sort of Masego. Can't happen. This is giving me Michael Jackson vibes. This is like, I don't know. Oh my goodness. Thank you guys again for rocking with me one more time. One more time. One more time for the one time. Shoot your shot, boo. <laughs> Yo, thank you guys again for rocking with me. We'll be back next Sunday with episode 15. You are much appreciated. Remember to love yourselves. Because ain't nobody going to love you like you should love you. <laughs> hey, you know the questions, right? Hey, if, if we're not, if it's not adding value, then why the hell are we doing it? And if you're not adding value to somebody else's life, then why are you there? It's just the questions. Just the questions. Yo, make sure y'all come back. Have a blessed week. 
stay safe. Keep your mask on. <laughs> All those good things. Stay good to your loved ones. Peace. Happy to go.